0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Life, love, and liberty. It's Monica Matthews. Almost every American family knows the pain when a loved one is diagnosed with a serious illness. Here tonight is a special man, beloved by millions of Americans, who just received a stage four advanced cancer diagnosis. That was the president's State of the Union address just last evening. This is not good news, but what is good news is that he is the greatest fighter and winner that you will ever meet. Rush Limbaugh, thank you for your decades of tireless devotion to our country. And from there, ladies and gentlemen, uh I marked one of probably you know 50 moments that Nancy Pelosi chose to stay seated uh, as did many democrats clothed in white nevertheless but that was wow such a moving moment uh he goes on to present Rush Limbaugh as many of you have heard has in fact been diagnosed with stage 4 uh lung cancer he is uh he is receiving treatment, aggressive treatment, as we speak. And uh, a prognosis, as you, if you follow me on my Twitter feed, you know I was not very happy to see someone within 24 hours on Fox um, giving a very negative prognosis. You have to be careful who you share your personal business with. We've seen a lot of ugly people come out of the woodwork, a lot of wishing of death, uh, including Rob Reiner, better known as uh, Meathead. Appropriately, aptly named, I should add, um you know, calling him an effing blah 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 uh it, you've just really seen some nasty moments in the in the past few days, uh and this boy, if anything was going to set the left off, uh this was it, but rush was seated at uh to the right of the first lady, Melania, and in uh, the House gallery, and he's recognized by the president. And uh, the president goes on to say, you know, he's beloved by millions of Americans and uh, he's the biggest fighter you'll ever meet. He thanked uh, Limbaugh for decades of tireless devotion to our country. And, uh, and then proceeded to award him with, due to his ability to inspire and for all of his incredible work and in the, in the charity uh, that he has uh, done throughout his, his lifetime and his career, uh, the president went on to announce that he was going to be awarding him the country's highest civilian honor, which is the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And the First Lady proceeded to uh, tie... The medal around his neck and his face was priceless, as was his wife's. Um, clearly, he was not aware that this was going to happen. This is this is reserved normally for a ceremony, uh, a private ceremony, and as you can imagine, uh, would not have received nearly the recognition so that it did last evening. So I'm super pumped that the president chose this platform to recognize Rush uh, on. Uh, because we do know that that, again, it, it would have been bemoaned by mainstream media, but certainly, um, wow, you know, what a statement to make to America and to just millions of um, of viewers and and such a high, high honor of recognition. Uh, that was that was but one. Uh, person who was recognized last evening. Uh, one notable recognition that I thought was, was precious was a uh, 13-year-old who's decided that he wants to be one of the first people uh, in the Space Force. He aspires to go to the U.S. Air Force Academy. He's 13 years old, and his name is Ian Lamphere. And uh, his great-grandfather, Charles McGee, turned 100 in December. He is one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen. And for those of you who don't know anything about the Tuskegee Airmen, they're a group of African-American fighter pilots who served in World War II. And let's check this out. After more than 130 combat missions in World War II, he became 130 combat missions. Some of you are afraid to go from like Fort Lauderdale to Miami on a flight. Think about that. 130 combat missions in World War II. That's amazing. He came back. (laughs) He came back home to a country still struggling for civil rights. Imagine that. He went on to serve, in America, uh, serve America in the Korean and Vietnam War. And Trump said to McGee on December 7th, Charles celebrated his 100th birthday. And he went on to um, explain that he signed a bill a few weeks back promoting McGee to Brigadier General that's awesome he said he had pinned the stars on his shoulders in the oval office just a few weeks prior and he says general mcgee our nation salutes you adorable little man and he looked so proud and humble and just did and can i tell you people on the left again did not stand i mean astounding uh, a fourth grader was also awarded a school choice scholarship. This was of particular interest to me with regard to education because the left is constantly talking about how unfair school choice is and that it leaves people out. So I thought it was particularly a, an interesting narrative that the president would, in fact, choose a black child um, a minority, someone who is uh, typically used by the left for their narratives of unfairness, to say that he was sending her to the school of her choice with a voucher. I love this. And he, the president's talking about building an inc- a quote inclusive society, and to do that, the U.S. must ensure that every American gets a great education and the opportunity to achieve the American dream. He also went on to stress that too many children for too long have been trapped by failing government schools. There you go, Neil Bortz. So the president actually referring to schools as a government school as opposed to public. What does that tell you? <laughs> it tells you that the president gets us. And that's Janaya Davis. She's from Philadelphia. Um, she loves art and math, but has been assigned to low-performing schools. Her mother, Stephanie, is a single parent, and she said that she would do anything to give her daughter a better future. And can I tell you, um, her governor last year of Pennsylvania vetoed legislation that would have expanded school choice to over 50,000 children. Think about that. Why wouldn't you give, what is the incentive for you to deny school choice to children who, who are actually at a disadvantage to other children? What is, what, why would someone choose to do that yet spin the narrative that it's unfair for you to have choice? Think about that. When has having choice ever been unfair? With the exception of abortion, right? Because the child is left out of the equation in choice. The choice, the child doesn't have a choice. So that's actually another spin on a narrative that it it ends up being false. And the only way they get away with saying that it's a choice is by denying the constitutional rights and the, I mean, gosh, you could even forget about the spiritual component of a child being a human being at conception um, or or the biological component. I mean, even before a heartbeat. Right. But, but it's undeniable constitutionally that there is a life in that womb upon egg meeting sperm, particularly around a heartbeat. Uh, if you want to get constitutional and not necessarily spiritual about it. Right. And you are not to deny the right of another living human being to have the right to live so with regard to choice though it's you know I realize it's it's like a it's a it's a labyrinth of attempting to keep up with the left's continual god what would you call it it's just like a game of of hopscotch but um one that you can't you you can't make sense of If you're a sane person, unless you stop long enough, you know, you take time off from work and raising your kids and going to soccer practice and all the things that we do and taking vacations, you know, I mean, that's why you listen to people like me who stop and go, Hmm, let's untangle this weaved web, this woven web of the left. And hopefully that's what I bring to your life on the regular. Of course, this is just my perspective but um, speaking of life, a girl, a little girl was there as well. She was born at 21 weeks. She was there with her mother. Um, what is her name? Ellie Schneider. And Ellie was all nestled up next to her mama. Uh, she became one of the earliest premature babies ever to survive when she was born at just 21 weeks. Isn't that amazing? I mean, she weighed less than a pound. 21 weeks, she weighed less than a pound. And you do realize that there are people who can... Uh, abort their children uh, at that age. Children. Notice I said children, I didn't say fetus. Um, President Trump goes on to say I'm asking Congress to provide an additional $50 million fund in neonatal research for America's youngest patients. That is why I'm also calling upon members of Congress here tonight to pass legislation finally banning the late term abortion of babies. I mean, it's astounding that we even have to ask for our. Our Senate and in, in in Congress to determine that killing a child at any time is not a good idea, but particularly at halfway through someone's pregnancy. Um, another person who was, you know, th- the Trump administration did not miss out on a thing in terms of highlights. You know, the president went on to tout uh, economic uh, success, uh, strong markets, strong job markets, uh, particularly strong trade. Um, you know the the economic ramifications of his presidency, but I really loved the personal touches and being able to see people who are and who have been touched uh, by this administration in very powerful ways and by the policies of this administration. and And let me tell you something. policies come from the heart. Policies are not simply a derivative of someone's mindset. It's also the heart, right? And for you Christians who are still upset about him using the P word and just not being a statesman like as, as you would prefer, you know, might I redirect your attention to having the mind of Christ and having the heart of liberty? It's impossible to look at what this president has accomplished in this short time and not see the mind of Christ at work. It is impossible. If you have the mind of Christ, let me use that as a, as a buffer, as a stipulation. If you don't have the mind of Christ, remember this too, spiritual ones, uh, those who are not you know, born of the spirit is impossible for them to discern things of the spirit. So that can help your blood pressure come down every time you see ladies in white sitting when they should be standing. Um, but he brought uh, also the brother of an American killed by a criminal illegal immigrant. And he was talking about, um, you know, different localities and states that are providing sanctuary to illegal immigrants. He says in sanctuary cities, local officials order police to release dangerous criminal aliens to prey upon the public instead of handing them over to ICE to be safely removed. He called out the state of California, which became a sanctuary state in 2018. Uh, He says in December 2018, California police detained an illegal alien with five prior arrests, including convictions for robbery and assault. But as required by California sanctuary law, local authorities released him. Days later, the criminal alien went on a gruesome spree of deadly, deadly violence. He viciously shot one man going about his daily work. He approached a woman sitting in a car and shot her in the arm and the chest. He walked into a convenience store and wildly fired his weapon. He hijacked a truck and smashed into vehicles, critically injuring innocent victims. And one of those victims is a, of this terrible, terrible situation died. 51-year-old American named Rocky Jones. Uh, President Trump then gave recognition to Jones's brother, Jody who was uh, present and he went on to say our hearts weep for your loss and we will not rest until you have Justice Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina has introduced legislation to allow Americans like Jody to sue sanctuary cities and states when a loved one is hurt or killed as a result of these deadly practices. Trump called on Congress to pass the Justice for Victims of Sanctuary Cities Act. That is something for you to blow up the phone lines of your senators and, uh, and, and Congress members. To say pass the Justice for Victims of Sanctuary Cities Act uh, that is beginning in the Senate. Senate. Senator Tom Tillis, again of North Carolina, has introduced the legislation. This is um, this is extremely important. I live in the city of Atlanta. We have a mayor who who prefers to refer to our policies, who basically tell ICE to screw off, um, as uh, welcoming. We are. A welcoming city. So welcoming is code for sanctuary. When asked by resident citizens and taxpayers at a recent town hall, is Atlanta a sanctuary city? Uh, as we were seeing an uptick in crime and the mayor said, she basically evaded the question by saying, we are a welcoming city and we welcome those who are basically seeking refuge. Well, what does that mean? <sighs> On to the Border Patrol officer who was recognized, Raul Ortiz um He says that the president went on to say that in the last three years, Immigration and Customs Enforcement has arrested 5,000 human traffickers, and his administration has undertaken an unprecedented effort to secure the southern border of the United States. Before I came into office, he says, if you showed up illegally on our southern border and were arrested, you were simply released and allowed into our country, never to be seen again. My administration has ended catch and release. He declared that immigrants who come illegally will be removed. I was literally jumping up and down on my bed when I heard that. Uh, As a result of agreements with Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador, Trump said that the border crossings are down 75% since May 2019. Uh, He went on to recognize Agent Ortiz and his team for having seized more than 200,000 pounds of poisonous narcotics, arrested more than 3,000 human smugglers, and rescued more than 2,000 migrants. Days ago, Agent Ortiz was promoted to deputy chief of Border Patrol, and he joins us tonight, is what the president said. So, uh, you know, he went on to say that a grateful nation thanks you and all the heroes of Border Patrol and ICE. And that's true. A grateful, sane nation does actually thank uh, all of those protecting our borders. Borders matter. Contrary to what the left would tell you. Uh, Also, this was interesting. Parents of an American Christian aid worker uh, who was killed by the Islamic State, they were present. Um, You know, one of his 2016 campaign promises was to defeat the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria. And uh, although um, ISIS was once controlled uh, over 20,000 square miles in Iraq and Syria three years ago. Can you believe that? That's amazing and he called it a territorial caliphate. Uh, He said that it's been a 100% destroyed. And he said, you know, we went on the fact that, the fact that we were able to knock out uh, Baghdadi, who was killed in October, um, is an indication of that. He recognized the parents of Kayla Mueller, a Christian aid worker who was raped and murdered by ISIS in Syria in 2015. It was reported that Mueller, Mueller was the personal prisoner of Baghdadi before she was killed at the age of 26. Now, you will not hear anything about that from the left whatsoever. As a matter of fact, they have been calling for, you know, an apology to her uh, with regard to that destroyed imbecile. Uh, The family of a fallen soldier. Trump gave recognition to the family of Staff Sergeant Christopher Hake, who was killed by a roadside bomb in a second deployment to Iraq in 2008. Um, Trump quoted a letter that Hake wrote to his son in 2008 promising to teach him how to ride a bike and build his first sandbox. Another special moment occurred when Trump gave recognition to military spouse Amy Williams from Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Trump told the audience that Williams works full time and volunteers to help other military families. I'm thrilled to inform you that your husband is back from deployment. So she and her family were there. They had no idea he was coming. That was a that was a very uh, sweet moment. Th- there were there were other moments where you know you kind of felt like you were watching the uh, the Roman games, if you will. And you know, like we were at a Coliseum, right? Because everything is a matter of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm, it's it's theater, right? We all know that politics is theater, and and there's. Um, there are, uh, there should be very static moments of um, of of patriotism, of courtesy, of uh, decorum, uh, of which are have not been met yet when the president steps into the house uh the speaker did not recognize him. she attempted to shake his hand and uh for all intents and purposes. I've looked at the at the playback a hundred times. Uh, it does appear to me that he simply handed the State of the Union address to um, to the president of the Senate, Vice President Pence, and then he turned and handed uh, the copy to the speaker and she went to shake his hand and as he was turning, she went to extend her hand and he did not. Um, acknowledge it, nor did he shake Vice President Pence's hand. Uh, So that has become a big stink, you know, that they're children, and he should have shook her hand. Maybe he didn't see it. I don't know. But can you imagine? I mean, today at 4 o'clock, today, you're going to see that the president will be acquitted on all charges of impeachment. So he will be forever uh, acquitted. So that can be your new hashtag of the day. For the left, it's forever impeached. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has stated that on numerous occasions and numerous news conferences, that it's hashtag forever impeached. Well, as of today, it will be forever acquitted. So it's important you know to stay on top of these narratives but um but the eye rolling the chewing of the dentures the chewing of the gums the sucking of the teeth the flipping through you know i heard a pundit this morning say that she looked like she was flipping through the menu of a um not a macaroni grill. what is it the cheesecake factory menu you know like she's just reading a menu because you know how you know how labor intensive they are <laughs> it literally takes you you know I, I mean you have so many choices you're just like this is ridiculous and I just have like I'm so un- inundated I think I just want a plate of pasta with spaghetti sauce let's go with that but um, but she literally is, is just she's a nuisance on camera which is exactly what she desires to be and whenever you see her cloaked in white and the others in white it's just it's it's I don't even know what you call that it is it is rabidity it's just, it's like a, a group of rabid females, right? Like just rabid hyenas. That, that's what they remind me of. You've got laughing going on. Uh, you've got Talib talking about touting that she had to remind her Twitter followers that she left the gallery. <laughs> and I love how Candace Owens put it. You had to remind us on Twitter because nobody gave a damn. Uh, but my takeaway from last evening is this. As you watched embittered, childish women draped in white as some kind of a sign of solidarity to purity, if by no other virtue than color, you know, I thought to myself, I hope and pray that you, my fellow patriots, are taking the time to explain to your children what they are witnessing, to explain the hypocrisy before them, perpetuated by partisan narratives shaped in lies and occlusion. If you're a Christian family, I hope you're taking the time to remind your kids that this fight is in fact Ephesians 6 and 12. You are not warring against flesh and blood. If you're not coming from a spiritual perspective, I think it's still a solid opportunity to remind your kids that there will always be those who value oppression over liberty. And while personification is not always an easy pill to swallow, it's still important to pray for those opposing freedom and to engage, engage your communities to ensure that liberty prevails. Give your children the charge that I leave you with every day. If you're an American, act like one. Get involved. Care enough to engage with the community and elect people around you who are of the same mind and of the same spirit. Participate in your election process with time, talent, and treasure. Own your piece of the occupation of the land of the free in the home of the brave. Until tomorrow, you can catch me at Monica on your talk on Twitter, Monty Matthews on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher. Thank you for subscribing to my podcast daily. Uh, I'll be live this Sunday from 12 to 2 on 95.5 FM WSB Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I love receiving your emails. You're welcome to leave feedback at my website on this particular podcast. And uh, yeah, be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, do what? If you're an American, act like one.